Hey, you ever been to Chancellor Park? That's where I live. My name is Tabin Dillard, and I live in a trailer park called Chancellor Park, and I mow lawns. I'd like to introduce you to my town. I've been making YouTube's videos since about 2006, and then I've transitioned over to other platforms like the TikToks and the whatnot. But here on this podcast, I'd like to clue you into what's going on with me here lately. And this is like a pre-introduction. Now I'm going to send it off to myself for the real introduction. I'm glad you joined me. Bink, bink. Well, welcome to the Tavern Dillard Podcast, y'all guys. Season 2, Episode 7. Valentine's was yesterday's. I got a video, you know, it's going up on the interwebs today just about how that went. Um, I asked Cricket, you know, she won't go out with me because we ain't going steady. And that's a whole nother story I'll get into in the podcast today. But I thought, you know, maybe she wanted to get together on the Valentine's and she had to work at the nursing home. So long story short, uh, I ended up having a sit down meal in the mess hall at the nursing home uh, with Cricket, you know, so that ain't a bad thing. My name's Tabin Dillard. I'm Olans. I live in the Chancellor Park. This is a podcast, which is just like a radio show. Uh, here to educate and help the masses. So if you stuck on, I, I, I ended up on a podcast. I don't know what in the world it is. Am I supposed to put my feet somewhere or, you know, hold on to some kind of handlebar like a roller coaster ride? No, no, no. Don't, don't, don't misunderstand. This is like a radio show that you can listen to. And I've been playing in a winter adult softball league. And again, you know, it's the Valentine's week, uh, and that's sweet, you know, nothing nothing wrong with that. You know what else is sweet, though? That old bee house honey. Now, here, y'all guys, I've been talking about this for weeks. If you ain't, take the time to click that link in my show notes and get your jar. Go ahead and do that today. I mean, y'all know I teamed up with Bee House for quite a sweet experience. It's called Tavin's Honey from Bees, and you can pick up a jar for yourself or a gift for somebody else, not Bee House Link. It's raw. That's where honey, honey goes. This one ain't cooked. It comes straight from the hive. It's strained and bottled and nothing else. And the stuff you're going to get in the store is cooked so it don't ever crystallize, but that cook all the good stuff out of it. And we want the good stuff in Tavin's Honey from Bees that Bee House is putting out. And you're going to like it. It's as natural as you get. they got several options, you'll see. But one of them is that Tabin's Honey from Bees. Got my face right there on the label. You get that jar. It's like we eating together, having some cornbread or whatnot together. So that's how that goes. Bud got a jar to Burger Shed. you got to ask him for it, though. I think he's keeping it behind the counter more often than not. He'll share, though. I don't think we have ever had a winter league in for the softball before, as far as I know. You know, I've been getting more serious about all the softball in the last few years and so I don't I don't remember nothing like that and last week we got rained out but we did end up with some curly fries and a dugout I mean we never even stepped on the field to play last week that's how that went we did get you know we had uniforms on had our gloves and the bats and everything and then Bud showed up just because he'd been so uh, kind of perked up when he heard we was winning you know he thought he'd you know show some kindness to the team that has his name on the front of day uniforms but that rain, it came quick and intense. And Bud, you know, he ain't never done anything like that. Like I said, he brought that and hand-delivered them. It was quite an honor, you know. Now, I don't think he'll ever do it again since it rained and he was stuck in that dugout with us until the rain died down. He was cold and no softball game even got played. But, hey, we had a good time. You're hanging out with your buddies, munching on some curly fries. Bud brought ketchup packets. I mean, it's a good time, you know, where, you know, you know, you can't go anywhere, so you might as well just hang out and talk. You feel a little more relaxed. You don't feel like you got to get to work or you got to get to play. You're just hanging. And we had a good old time. 
by the end, I think Bud was just tolerating it, though. He wasn't maybe having as good a time as as the rest of us. He's a hard worker, you know, so just to sit in a dugout at the softball fields in the rain didn't seem like the best use of his time. I get it. My suspicions were correct last week, y'all, that rained out games ain't going to be made up. It's a winter league, you know. We just keep going. We was going to play Bickham's Catfish Buffet team, so we dodged a bullet, as they say, might have since they so good. You know, they're a really good team. But, you know, look at it this way. Team Burger Shed ain't 3-1 and one just on luck neither. We know how to play some ball ourselves, so maybe Bickham's is the one who dodged a bullet way. I see it the way I look at it, you know, as I look like that. Before I even got to the fields today, I went down to the burger shed, seen Cricket. Now, that's that girl I told y'all about I like, but, I mean, this week's podcast, y'all, what you about to get into, what you stepped into, you know, we a few minutes in right now, is bigger than them usual stories because I had to, I'm really figuring out this cricket thing. Anyways, we ain't officially dating yet, but I do like her. I'm pretty sure she don't hate me. And I guess we ain't made nothing official. Is cause, and the reason is because every time we get a little bit of time together, one of us has to go, and then we off to the next thing. And we did get a little time, you know, on the Valentine's, but that ain't even what I'm getting into this week. Partly is because I only see her in town. That's part of the problem of where we at in this relationship. Um, at the burger shed, I may run into her like I did today at the softball fields, at the nursing home where she works right now. And I'm volunteering there still once a week, once every other week, you know, now that things are kind of picking up for me on other stuff. But that's because she's in town, you know, working or I wouldn't even see her then. She don't live in my town. I ain't got a car or any kind of motorized vehicle other than a lawnmower. And it ain't a riding mower. So if it moves, it got to be pushed, you know, like that way. So I'm working on saving up for something, you know, that I can drive that's got a motor in it. It, like a truck or something but anyways i see cricket at the burger shed and she looks concerned like like you know her eyebrows are all kind of like nervous looking and her forehead's wrinkly and i was i was just stepping in to grab a dr pepper and there she was at the front counter you know talking to bud wide-eyed and then of course uh bud don't know what i'm in there for and he starts getting the whole meal ready anyway and i ain't going to argue with him and i'm going to pay for it but anyhow uh she turns to me and she's like tab and i was looking for you and I said, well, what's up, Cricket? And she said, my mama needed most of the crockpots for a women's pistol cleaning class. You know, she's leading at the Methodist Church tonight. And I was like, okay, that's great. What's the problem? She goes, I ain't got no crockpots for the concession stand. Now, if you recall, a couple weeks back, Cricket went all out with that nacho cheese and the chili. And she's making them chili dogs. And she didn't have bacon there, too. She's putting on them dogs. All kind of things to spruce up a concession stand hot dog. Well, now she has set the bar kind of high, or at least she's feeling the pressure to, you know, like she got to achieve that kind of standard again, which is that was my concern. I said, Cricket, it's fine. Folks love their Skittles, regular hot dogs, snow cones. That's all you need. Well, Bud hollered from behind the counter. I may have a crock pot or two if you need it. I'm thinking, Bud, knock it off. She don't need this kind of concession stand stress, you know, but her head already wrapped, whipped around to Bud, and she's wrapped around that idea like she's going to get more crockpots, and she's excited, and she's like, you do? Oh, that would be great. I don't want to let my customers down. That's the way she said it. She said she didn't want to let her customers down. I said, Cricket, you ain't going to let no customers down. They like a captive audience. They're going to buy whatever you're selling down at the fields. She said, I just want it to be nice, though. Well, Bud come from around back with a little service cart that's got not two but three crock pots on it. So that's how that was going to go. I tried to tell Cricket again that she ain't got to make it such a big deal. 
But she had her mindset, and since she had such a good response the first time, she wanted to keep it going. So I helped her load up her car off that little cart that Bud had into the parking lot, and off she went to go get nacho cheese and chili ready again for tonight. Oh, that chili was good and all last time, but like it wasn't spoiled or nothing like that, but it tore up some guts because you ain't supposed to eat that kind of thing before you play a softball game. And word is, probably going to get out that she likes serving up real good dishes like his fancy concession stand over there. And it's fine for the fans, but not for the players. I just hope, because, you know, so many folks got rotten guts last week, it's going to make folks think Cricket's cooking is bad and that she's feeding it to the public, you know. But that's how rumors get started. And it ain't that. It's just like you don't eat chili before a game. It was good chili, just not the time to eat it. And she's, she's barely getting started in all this concession stand stuff. So as much as I don't want her to set the bar so high, I also don't want folks to think, you know, she don't know what she's doing because uh, she do. Now, I didn't know I was going to run into Cricket at the Burger Shed. I think I said that. That was just a nice surprise. The reason I went in there probably in the mystery. I wanted to just get a drink, end up getting lunch because I go there so much. Bud done seen me. He already got my meal ready by the time I made it back inside from helping her load up her vehicle with them crock pots. I laid that money on the counter and guess what food I got on that tray that Bud already for me. Any guesses? There you go. Bacon double cheeseburger, seasoned curly fries, just like we had last week in the dugout during all that rain, and a Dr. Pepper. Lunch of champions. So good. And I felt like I was ready to finish my work day and steal some bases down at the softball fields later. I had three lawns to do. Really, in winter, I'm doing just yard care stuff and other odds and ends around folks' yards that they need. The money is less because the work is less, but I also got hired by the veterinary in town recently. That's where Mary Beth Tucker works. I got hired to dig up like a row of hedges that died and to paint a storage shed on the back of that property. The veterinary job is a bigger one, and that ain't going to happen this week, but it'll start soon. So I end up down at Imogene and Raymond Watkins' house, and all you need to know about them is that she fed me a black nanner. That's right, so black, and I had to gag down most of it right in front of her. I was hoping to get out of their house and then toss that thing on Hank Thistle's burn pile, but she wanted to see me eat healthy, I guess, and so I had to choke that down one time. Anyhow, her and Raymond need me to help put away some of their Christmas decorations in their back shed because they just getting around to all that. Well, I was just thinking that they had a few, like, storage bins. You know how them Tupperware bins or whatever, they a little bigger. You know, they ain't Tupperware that you put in your kitchen, but they bigger for, like, your garage. And I get on a stepladder, you know, that's all I was thinking. I get the bin, I get on a stepladder, I put them things up on a shelf. Off I go, you know, we done, have a good day, I'm a Gene and Raymond. Well, there wasn't no rhyme, no reason as what was supposed to go where. There was a fake Christmas tree, and part of it was in one box, and another part was in a different box, and then the top still had a star on it, and it was poking out of a trash bag. So I was trying to sort through like what really they needed from me, and it turns out they needed me just to make it all better. So first I'm pulling all these strings of Christmas lights out of boxes that they just throwed in, you know, trying to organize that. And I'm untangling them and trying to roll them up with some sort of order, and that takes a while. If you ever found yourself in the middle of a nest of tangled Christmas lights, that'll steady test you. But I know that I was helping other folks, and that can kind of calm me down a little bit. You know how that is. Then to the Christmas tree. I ain't even sure where it came from or why it was out. I'm Gene and Raymond always do a real tree. Their son lives just south of Pine Bluff. He drive over to our part of the state and help them around Christmas. So I'm figuring them lights was off the real tree and that had been in their house for Christmas. And this fake tree, I don't even know. So I just asked I'm a Gene. You know, I was like, do y'all use this fake tree? 
She said, we ain't got no fake tree, Tavin. I held up part of that fake tree because, you know, it's separated into three pieces. And I just said, this one right here. She said, that's a wreath. We had that on our mantle. So now I'm seeing that Imogene Watkins had hanged parts of a fake Christmas tree around her house as wreaths. And I don't even know how that worked because they ain't round with a hole in the middle. You know, like a wreath kind of looks like a, a donut made out of tree. I don't know how she tacked that to a door or maybe she just set the pieces on the shelves around the house and did it that way. She said that one piece was on the mantle. So I don't know, but it's like parts of a fake tree. She calling them a wreath. All I know is that I, it wasn't worth getting into it with her about being a Christmas tree or whatever. All I needed to know was do she want to keep it because we're trying to store this stuff now, right? And then we go from there to see how we go in the store. So that's what I asked. And I even fastened them together so she could see that it made a tree. And I said, do you want to keep this tree, Imogene? She scrunched up her eyebrows and was like, oh, no, not at all. How'd that tree get here? Well, then I separated them pieces and held them up one at a time. And I said, what about this? And she said, oh, yeah, keep the wreath. Absolutely. So I just said, I'm going to put all these pieces in the same box so they're easier to find next Christmas. You know, that's what I'm saying to her. So basically, I'm storing a fake Christmas tree from her, but I separate them, put them in the same box. She calls them a wreath. Fine, whatever. Well, she thought that was a good idea. I got it organized. I mean, to the point where two of them tubs, them Tupperware tubs I was telling you about, they was empty by the end because I did that consolidating. So I'm about to get out of there, and Raymond is on the back porch playing the harmonica, and I hear Imogene say, Hold on, Tavin, I got something for you. Well, of course, chills go down my spine. I really don't want to have to get through a black nanner to get on my bike like last time. And she go inside, and she shuffle back with an envelope, and she hand it to me. She's got money for me. And in there, you know, there's also something else in that envelope along with that money. I look in there, turns out it was a broken Waverly cracker. She said, you can keep that. One of my crackers fell in there. I didn't want to know the story of how that ended up my money envelope, and I was kind of glad she didn't want to try and explain it to me. So within a minute... I'm on my bike and headed back to my trailer, and as I pass Hank Thistle's burn pile, I toss that half a Waverly cracker right there on it. If I had a choice, though, of which I had to eat in front of her, I would have chose the Waverly cracker over that black nanner every time, but that was not the choice I got to make. So what about the game? The Winter Adult Softball League game? Well, I make it to the fields a little early because cricket, I figured, after seeing her at the burger shed and helping her load up crockpots, She'd need some help getting that stuff to the concession stand. And I was right about that, but what I wasn't counting on was J.T. Whitlow already being there and helping Cricket unload them crockpots. She was set up as he hurried over with the last crockpot, and he's leaning up against the window of the concession stand, you know, smiling ear to ear, just chatting it up with Cricket. Now, I don't think she liked J.T. Whitlow, but I guess I don't know for sure. So I get over there, and I told her I was planning on helping, and she told me not to worry about it because JT helped. And then JT flexes his muscles at me and smiles and said, got to show up earlier, Tavin. Like, Attaway. well, now I'm kind of getting hot. And I don't think JT's trying to do nothing. Maybe I'm just mad at myself because I ain't really had the relationship talk with Cricket. And I'm over here thinking all this when Russell Tucker whistles. He got that kind of whistle where he stick his fingers in his mouth and he does that whistle like Attaway, you know, tweet, tweet kind of thing. It sounds like a, you know, whistle that you blow, but it ain't. It's a whistle that you born with on your fingers and you put in your mouth. Anyhow, and he knowed it was game time and we all know it was because that's, that's what that whistle means. And I said, hey, Cricket, 
can we talk after the game? She said, sure. And I knew tonight was not, you know, we was just going to have to have that talk is what I was thinking in my head. You know, the, the definer relationship talk, whatever you call it. Well, game started off pretty good. Rance Farnhart basically owns the leadoff spot on our team right now. And I ain't mad at that because we're doing well enough. Though I'm pretty much healed from the deep bone bruise laid on me by Mort Dwydell down at Coach, Boxing, Coach Hicks Boxing Gym, you know, in town a few weeks back. I'm pretty much all better from that, so I could do leadoff. But why mess with a good thing now? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And the leadoff spot ain't broke. Rance is raking up there. He hits for pretty good power. And thanks to him and Rusty Tidwell and Mort Dwydell, we was up 5 nothing. After the first inning, I hit the ball to first base every time tonight. I'm a lefty spray hitter, really, but tonight I pulled everything on the ground. Never made it on base, and that means I never stole the base. Oh, well. I had other things on my mind, truth be told. I think you can figure that out by now, too. Then in the sixth inning, there was all this commotion. Russell Tucker's son, Ronnie Keith, got stung by like a yellow jacket or something, you know. Them yellow jackets, they like in the dirt or whatever, so you don't you don't see where they at. I really don't know what it was, but his response to whatever stung him was just to run, and he hit his head on a concession stand ledge where Cricket slides across the food you buy, you know that ledge, and it opened up a pretty big gap on Ronnie Keith's head. Well, Russell's on the fields with Team Burger Shed playing, and Cricket's basically out of food. It's like the sixth inning, so it lasted a little while, but she did run out, and she offered to take Ronnie Keith to the clinic in town. Bud happened to be there. Setting records, being at the fields two weeks in a row, and he tells Cricket, I'll just take the crock pots back to the burger shed in my car. Don't even worry about it kind of thing. So Bud basically shuts down the concession stand during our game. We didn't know, you know. And about 20 minutes later, the game's over, and I find out all of this that happened. Cricket's down at the clinic, and Russell heads over there, and his wife works down there, so I guess she might even be helping stitch her own boy back together as far as we know. And oh yeah, we won again. Tonight, it was 8-5. to five. Team Burger Shed has now moved to 4-1 in the Winter Adult Softball League. But like I said, I got bigger things on my mind. And I was wondering if I should talk to JT, too. But what would I say? Hey, I like a girl, but I ain't sure she likes me, so why figure all this out? Can you just leave her alone? You know, like, what am I going to say to him? It didn't sound right to do that, so... I guess insult to injury, we couldn't get our free snow cone tonight because the concession stand was already shut down by the time the game ended. Oh, well. I figured I'd head down to the burger shed, get a Dr. Pepper, and help Bud clean crock pots. So that's what I did. And while I was down there, Bud made a comment like, Boy, that cricket likes you, huh? And I kind of perked up. And I said, Say what? He said, I can see it. And I said, Well, did she say something? He shakes his head. No, not about that. Not that I know of, but I got a sense for these kind of things. No, you don't, Bud. He's like, Well, I could. And I kind of shrugged. True. I guess he could. Who knows? But I was feeling a little better after that. And also knew I had some work to do this week to figure all this out. You know, it's on me right now. Really is. And that's how it went. So I got a conversation to have. I did uh, get a little date, I guess, kind of, you know, Valentine's. It was on her lunch break at work, and it was at her work, but it was me and her over a hot meal kind of thing, talking and hanging out. But I'll tell you this. We're going to get this figured out, and I hopefully have more of an update soon. But if you ain't been attacked by some kind of winged insect with a stinger this week and ran forehead first into a wood concession stand counter, you're doing all right. Get well soon, Ronnie Keith. Hey, I sure appreciate y'all listening to this week's podcast. Check out the links in the show notes if you're looking for what I'm up to, like Tavin's Honey from Bees. Go and get you some and let me know what you think. Take that pan of cornbread out the oven and get you some Tavins Honey from Bees. I hope you're liking this podcast, and if you are, please share it. 
please rate it and keep on listening. We'll see you pretty soon. Thanks again, y'all guys. Have a great week and we'll see you later. <laughs>